Welcome to the Urban Income Podcast, where we talk to prominent minorities in leadership positions and discuss their personal journey towards success. I'm your host, Laval Chichester, the CEO of Growth Skills and Urban Income. And on today's episode, we have Christy LaRusso, the Chief Marketing Officer of Kaiser Permanente. Kaiser Permanente is a multi-billion dollar healthcare company, and Christy has done an incredible job guiding them through the COVID-19 pandemic and more. Hope you enjoy this episode. Christy, state your name and occupation, and let's, let's get started. Christy LaRusso, I am Senior Vice President, National Chief Marketing Officer for Kaiser Permanente. I am identified as female. I was born and raised in Connecticut. And over the last three decades, I have lived in New York, Los Angeles, and the San Francisco Bay Area. I reside in um, a suburb of Oakland, California today with my family. I'm American. Um, I'm born in the U.S., as are my parents, but my um, ancestors are from Italy, Ireland, and England. Kaiser started in a place of equality. And so, you know, like your, your whole business is built on that have but throughout you haven't always worked at, at kaiser so but throughout your career has any of these things um impacted your your work absolutely um every every one of these things so i would i would start with um so my dad was a first generation american his uh his parents were um immigrants from italy and they came here and my grandfather was um, a caretaker on this um, estate this very wealthy family in connecticut the Smiths. And um, just from an early age, I learned uh, work ethic um, that, you know, you put in, you put in the hard work, um, you show up with integrity, you show up with honesty, you show up with confidence and, um, and, and good things happen. Um, And you're always kind to people and you, because you never know what people are going through. And if you ask them, you actually might learn a whole bunch of things, but um, I feel like, that's been really important um, in my life. And then um, I've had some setbacks um, through my through my family, financial circumstances, health circumstances. And, and in that, um, I think it's really built, um, made me more resilient. Um, and also um, I have this, you know, I, I say, you know, can't equals will for me. So when you tell me I can't do something, <laughs> it makes me, okay, I'm gonna go do it. And and so I, I um, I think that 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 really um, is is part of my history and and my family. And whenever anyone told me I couldn't do something, I it just motivated me to to try harder. That's amazing. And uh, so there's a couple things in there that uh, I want to ask. So coming up, I think I've been told directly by many people that I'm too soft, right? So I'm too nice, and you have to be like, you know, an a hole and mean to sort of get ahead and and Raul said that exact opposite. He said that, you know, being nice and kind really has taken him so far. And you just said the same thing. So can you unpack that a little bit? I'll go back in, in my career, particularly knowing, you know, the audience who might be, you know, listening to this um, or reading this. Early on in my career, um, and it was in New York City, and being a young female trying to break into into the the world of of you know just getting a job in new york you had to be tough you had to be a bit of a jerk um you had to stand up for yourself um um you had to be aggressive 
um, and and advocate for yourself in in order to like break down the barriers and and be heard and be seen. Mm-hmm. I think over time, as I've established myself and built relationships and leveraged those relationships and learned how to ask for help, what I have learned is kindness gets you a lot farther because particularly in this context of this environment in which we're operating, right? Everything's mm-hmm. so politicized. Everything is just so angry and, and the world is really hard. We have to help each other. And I think we have to be kinder to each other and be thoughtful about pe- people's experiences right? And, 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 and not make, not jump to assumptions. Absolutely. You know, when we started, you said that you got the the CMO role. Congratulations at, at at Kaiser. And I I watched you. You know, I got to work with you for many years. And I watched you when we started working together. You weren't CMO, and so I watched your ascent. Um, and uh, <laughs> you just said you got it in COVID. It's like COVID. the <laughs> hardest job. First of all, the hardest job in the world. Like a CMO is not a fun fun role you know i've been a cmo and god bless you and for covid though like so you've got this massive responsibility because you're in healthcare, and then you get handed like a deck of cards like no one has ever experienced something like covid so how do you even function first and, and let me have one more change yeah and there's one more change of all uh-huh. so it's so it's this it's this crazy big role um it's um during a pandemic and a new ceo Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yikes. Um, <laughs> Man, if so I, good luck. If I had an ounce of your courage, geez. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So t- past five years, what are you most proud of? You're doing amazing. So yeah. what happened? Like, how do you, how do you like thrive in that in- environment? You know, um, so, um, I am so proud to work for an organization that um, put our members first and for the frontline workers and care delivery partners and physicians and nurses and everyone who risks their lives every day mm-hmm. to care for others. I just, to, to represent an organization like that is just humbling and incredible. One of the things I'm most proud of is, is how we mobilized so quickly um, and ripped down silos and you know changed process and said, no, we're going to work differently together in order to do right by our members and our communities to get people vaccinated, to get people informed. Um, so that was really that was really incredible work. Relative to marketing, um, we um, under my leadership, we had um, three public health response. It was um, about healthy behaviors mm-hmm. and it was about hope. And so it was really taking like this emotional connection, this hope for the future, the hope for tomorrow, but and and then in intertwining it with healthy behaviors, how to stay healthy and really get the message out there because we're a brand that people trust. We also did a lot of work with um, with minority and vulnerable communities that were you know exponentially getting sicker than everybody else, sure. and working with uh, minority-owned agencies to to find and reach populations that we normally wouldn't be able to in new and different and unique ways. So um, just amazing amounts of, of work. That's that's incredible. And I, I think to your point, the minority minority groups got hit the hardest on and and you know, you know, they're also 
on the poverty side, if you look at some of the stats from the census and, and all of those that, that we, we, are, we have on the site and the motivating factor to actually build urban income. And, um, and so I think that also this stuff naturally ladders up to thrive. Like you, Kaiser when you, was all, always hopeful, right? Even in, even when there was no COVID, you're always pushing hope and healthy behaviors. Um, and I guess what, what was new, what is new is, uh, like washing of hands, like those types of behaviors. Is, is that what's, it was, it was, you know, stay, you know, distancing, um, you know, washing your hands, you know, um, all of those things, right? But but then putting in the context of the things you're going to be able to do, right? Okay. So um, you're not able to have dinner together right now, but think about when you can. If you do these things, you can get back to that. Um, also helping um, educate and and beat misinformation that was out there. I mean, mm -hmm. um, people were scared um, of of the vaccine and didn't want to get it for all for all the reasons I totally understand. So right. it was our role to help you know, myth bust and educate and support and build confidence um, so that we could protect people. Got it. So going back to to, to gender, um, you're a woman in CMO of a, a massive organization. Um, how and, and throughout your career, have you have you had any microaggressions or, or anything like that? And what what would you um, how would you guide someone like you, young young women, females, or anyone who's who's sort of different to navigate those situations, especially from a from a positive standpoint, right? Um, we yeah. want to arm our our readers and the people to 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 know that despite what's happening, you know, there's what is the, what are the positives that you could you could do to um to to continue to thrive. Yeah, I had some fun ones early on in my career um, that I used to get the, um, well, you're awfully young for the position that you have, or um, people went as far as like, call me kid. I mean, oh, wow. just kind of missing that the tap on the head is really what was, <laughs> um, there was the, um, boy, you're, you're, suit, you're, you're analytical for a, for a female. Wow. Um, that was another good one. And then early on in my career, the only roles um, that I was, sent on, or would, that came my way through a headhunter I was working with were like the more traditional female roles, so more administrative roles, more of the creative roles. And and I was like, well, I actually have an operations and, and analytical background. And they're like, oh, but you'll be better off to, so trying to steer me wow. you know, to another way. So, so what I would say is what I did is I demonstrated um, why I was as qualified as the next person. Um, and um, just is perseverance you know, stuck with it, stick to itness, <laughs> and not and not backing down. Um, and also um, leveraging my relationships with people that I knew could help open doors and influence um, along the way too. I mean, I, I think you can't be afraid to ask for help because you can't do anything in this world. So the earlier you can build um, alliances and networks and then use those people to help you when you need it most and give back too, of course, it's not a one way street um the more doors that can open for you absolutely and and so i think someone listening to this and going through some, some of these situations as uncomfortable as they are 
you know, there's a bit of fear, a bit, a lot of fear, and this stuff hurts, right? Me personally, I've gone through some of these things. In some scenarios, it wasn't good enough that I was 40 under 40. It was like, why is he here? And like, you always hear side whispers, and you know, so how, and I remember early in my career, I had a, a lot of sort of fear. How do you, how do you build the, because you, is there a practice or do you have some sort of advice to sort of, help people believe in themselves and double down and, and control that fear because it's it's fear is going to naturally be there but when when there's pressure on top yeah. of that fear um because you're a woman you're black or whatever yeah. um how what what sort of advice do you have there you know the the whole imposter syndrome thing is so real um mm -hmm. and uh, i i struggle with it uh there's you know on, on a daily basis. I think the the best advice I would say is, um, you know, don't embrace it, acknowledge it, be, be okay with it. And then um, I have, I do a lot of, I do a lot of positive self-talk. I have an, I have an app that pushes me positive affirmations four times a day um, that I, I say out loud. Um, I um, surround myself with people that, um, actually balance out, particularly in a leadership position, balance out my weaknesses. So I'm really clear on my strengths and I know the things that I'm not great at. So I hire people to offset the things that I know are not either I don't love mm -hmm. or I'm not great at to be able to um, demonstrate, you know, leadership and my ability to deliver. And I can't, you know, you also can't do anything alone. Again, I said that once already, but I think that's being able to rely on other people and, and get your confidence from others is important too. Absolutely. So I'm going to distill that. So positive self-talk, talk, right? And yep. that's good. You see athletes, any successful person I've heard, you know, that's what they say, right? And and it's a practice I do for myself. And the way I think is like, if you're not going to talk good to yourself and encourage yourself, no one else yep. will, right? So I love that. I love the tip of having that pushed affirmations pushed to you. That's uh, that's very like that's a really good way of using technology to reinforce this because you will forget as busy as some people are leveraging your network and 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 being positive. I think that's really really good, and um and asking for help. I think that's incredible, and I think what you what you also spoke on is that vulnerability of um and I found that out this out in my career too as I. You're not going to be good at everything, and that and that's okay, right? Yeah. I think being the sooner you're honest with that, you're able to to sort of to be able to identify, you know, those areas of actual um, growth and 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 teamwork that you could you could thrive on. So I, you know, that's incredible. I find that that people who are earlier in their careers are more comfortable collaborating because I think it's more it's more available like in in the school system and the way that the education system has been evolving public or private or however you you get your education the the uh, the notion of collaboration well, it was non-existent when I went to school but I'm finding early early in career employees are actually so valuable because they're comfortable in that space how can other genders be allies to to women in specifically I'm really fortunate. I work in an industry that is um, very well balanced, male and female. And the the men that I work with are are allies. It, it I think it's because we're a mission based organization, and everyone is really supportive. And when I think about outside of my career in healthcare, 
the men that were allies to me um, were um, very good listeners, very good advocates um, and supporters of of me and my work. Mm-hmm. And um, and they told me the truth. Like they were they were people that I could I could ask questions to because it's so weird. Like there's certain things that like I would say a guy would never say this, right? Like a guy would never worry about this, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm not sure why you're so worried about this. I'm like, it's because I'm a woman. And they're like, well, you got to change that. And so like they would role play. I have mentors that that are men that are role play with me. Hmm. That's, uh, I'm learning a lot. Cause that's uh, the, you know, my wife tells me stuff like a man, like just exactly what you just said. Like a man doesn't, we don't think that way and, and we don't know we just don't know, right? So I think listening is key, like you said, and that role playing thing, I think, is huh? That's that's interesting. That's very, that's very. Yeah, helpful. certain mentors I can reach out to and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about this," and they'll say, and, and I'll say, "Would is this even something that would even cross your mind?" They're like, "No, we would. I would have just gone and done it. Like, why even asking about that? Go do it." Hmm. And I was like, "Thank you. Okay, that's good. I will." <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, switching over to the topic of money, right? So career is very impactful with, with, with money. Um, when you think about, um, you know, your income, like what do you, what do you wish you would have done with your money sooner? Um, and, and what advice do you have from, you know, let's say the intern fresh out of college, what advice do you have for, for people? Um, actually three, so three things come to mind. Um, when I was start, so I, I paid for college, I put myself through school and I, I, I um, got a lot of student debt and I was um, determined to pay it off I- immediately. So I, I was very, um, disciplined about budgeting my money, my very small salary and made sure that I was paying off my, my student loans. So I think being really disciplined about about the money you do earn and being thoughtful about where you put it, um, start your 401k or whatever company investment you can, even if it's just a little bit of money, get that started early because the earlier you start it, the longer you know the payoff will be. The only regret I have when it comes to money is when I lived in LA, I, um, I had an apartment in Santa Monica and I had enough money to, to put a down payment on a house mm-hmm. or an apartment. I didn't do it in Santa Monica. I did it in the Valley. That market in Santa Monica is like, you know, gone off the charts. So that probably would have been a good investment I could have made. Yeah. <laughs> you live and you learn, as they say. Yeah. Um, do you think that the skills that you just said, everything you said about managing your money, being diligent, you set a goal, pay off that debt, do those skills translate to your career? Like, do they actually help you in, in your job? Yeah, actually, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, I'm disciplined by nature in that way, but yeah, I do. I do think about like you know where are we headed, how are we going to get there, what's it going to take, and that that discipline of of like always always staying a couple steps ahead and having and being goal oriented. And you know, if you slip if you slip back and you don't quite make it, that's okay because we're in continuous learning mode, and that's all right. But yeah, that does that has translated in my work. That's awesome. You really inspire a tremendous, um, tremendous loyalty and, and love from the people that work with you, right? I've had candid conversations with your employees about you and they just love you. So let me just go right there. How, how like how, how, like you, and you have a big org, right? How are you 
how are you inspiring that sort of love and loyalty and, and willingness to do the best work possible in your work? So being CMO three days into the pandemic, um, one of the things I I was very conscientious about was, was reaching people because suddenly we're all remote. And mm -hmm. so I was I was really diligent about being um, present. So I started blogging. I started hosting um, short town halls with videos so people could see me. Mm -hmm. um, I was reaching out with people personally to check in. Um, I I really like dissent. So I like to surround my people I, myself with people that don't agree with me. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty uncomfortable at first. But once you get to know me, you're like, OK, she really wants to hear what 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 we think is wrong with the idea right. because um that really garners you know that gets to the best result um and i'm willing to be vulnerable i'm willing to tell stories i'm willing to share my mistakes i'm willing to share my growth and i think in that vulnerability um represents authenticity you can't fake authenticity like you either are or you aren't right. it's kind of like being funny like don't tell me you're funny show yeah. me you're funny <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> So I think it's how how I sh how I show up and and I try and show up. You know, you get me as you get me. Like whether right. I'm talking to the CEO or I'm talking to, to uh, you know an early employee, I'm just me, and and I try and stay true to that. And you're bringing your full self, as as they would say, to work, and and you leave room for that for 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 your people. I think that's yeah. incredible. I think and that's I, important. Yeah, I think. Um, I think you take it for granted that um, the whole you like dissent and another way of uh, uh, another way of putting that is like uh, people. Oh, I, I've heard someone say like, oh, I like challengers. We need a, a challenger organization. But it was, you know, it's the opposite of that. If you challenged, you got fired, you know. So, yeah. um, so it's wonderful to see that, you know, you you. You, that's one thing you speak, but you live it too, right? And you said it's it's uncomfortable um, to 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 build a, that sort of organization, but it's essential. And and you know, you, I think you're right, and you you prove it. You get better outcomes that way. And I think you really establish trust, is what I've what I've just seen. You know, um, it's a great word. That's that's just incredible. Uh, what um, what advice would you give someone looking to break in breaking in, into healthcare specifically so a couple couple things um you know definitely you know do do your research because healthcare is is an incredible industry and it's very mission it's very mission based so um you don't come to healthcare to, to be a millionaire like it's not it's you come because you you want to you want to do right by by people and you know you're you're the salaries are there and you're well paid but it's like it's not this boon of of um of of, of money <laughs> but it's it's really rewarding i would say um talk to pe talk to as many people as as you can um uh use use social media with purpose you know like you know definitely um you know do do your research try and find trying to find people um have your story because people in healthcare really want to know why you want to come into healthcare. I remember in one of my interviews because I had done subscription marketing and and technology and tech marketing and they were sort of like, you know, you're not selling widgets here. You're mm. actually you're actually like you're doing something very meaningful. You're right. Um so 
why do you even want to come here? So you better have a really good story as to why you want to you want you want to break into healthcare, and then um, definitely talk to people. People in healthcare are very open to um, networking and communicating and helping you. Um, but be be really intentional about how you use people's time. Do you think there are, there are skills or, or character traits like empathy that lean towards this industry versus another? I think, yeah, empathy um, for, for sure. Um, wanting to, you know, wanting to do good, um, wanting to make a difference, um, wanting to better people's lives, um, willing to take on hard things like, you know, social inequity and and um, health inequities and being willing to um, hold up the mirror and and have hard conversations about how not only you're showing up as a person but the organization is you know that you're representing absolutely if someone wanted to like they heard this or like christy's amazing i want to work with her or, or be a mentee how would they be able is that a possibility or and if so how would they be able to do that I, I mentor a lot of people. I, I get a lot out of it. I love it. Um, so people can find me on LinkedIn. My only request is because, you know, I have my time, I have limited time is if you reach out, have a really strong agenda as far as, you know, what you want to get out of the relationship and what you, what you need from me. And I'm, I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to engage. That's amazing. How have you accomplished all that you have and, and how do you, plan on and on, on accomplishing the goals that you you have set out for you well i i'm going to go back to um you know building and, and being intentional about building and leveraging relationships um so i think that that's been that's been huge in my in my career um delivering results obviously um being able to, to you know to, to demonstrate results but i think more importantly um i have i have found that i'm really good at building teams and finding people that are individually and collectively really strong. And, and as a leader, I love leading like really strong teams and, and building them. And so I feel like that's been an, a really important part of my career. I've also, um, I'm not afraid to take risks. I'm usually the person that raises their hand to, you know, when they're like, who wants to do this? And everyone like scatters, <laughs> I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I love your fearlessness. That's, uh, that's amazing um what advice would you give to your younger self i think i would give advice to going back to like where we started on uh, the being kindness and actually being curious so um don't make it make i think i made a lot of assumptions um and because i was young and naive i think it's um don't make so many assumptions ask more questions be more curious get to know the person get to know the company, get to know um, their value and your value, and find the points of commonality as soon as you can, because that's that's where the magic happens. And um, yeah, I think I would have liked to have been more curious from a professional standpoint. I think it's really important to think of the world as a jungle gym and not a ladder. That you it's okay and you should bounce around and do different things until you find your thing and even when you find your thing going up is not always the answer going yeah. side to side and in and out is actually really interesting and uh wonderful careers are, are built that way i don't think anyone has ever, i've never heard that in my career that's really really great in advice from like 
I'm sort of experiencing a little bit of that. And that's just, in, that's incredible. That's really good advice. Um, yeah, wow. When's your book coming out? <laughs> like, I would love to read your story. And I, I think especially, like, for real, I think people, the, the talk is cheap. And I think you, you, you nailed it when you said um, you just show so you are so authentic. You are authentic. And just like I just admire the the loyalty and, and your teams. It's not like it's one thing to build teams, but the loyalty that you get from your team is incredible. And and that I think you need to teach the world because there's a bunch of people out there Thank writing you. books and it's all fake. And and I think like your like your story and, and your book would be well received by the world, especially like what through the COVID journey, like what what that is not easy. Like what you just said, and and you know, new new CEO leadership. So kudos to you. Can help um, me with my TED talk, Laval. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so this is Urban Income. So let's let's. Uh, I want to leave it at this. Throughout your career, what are some side hustles that you that you use to to, to generate extra income currently it, it's just it's basic you know investments and things like that but <laughs> leading up to this um oh gosh i had i started a babysitting business when i was when i was 10. i, now I look at a 10 year old i'm like who let me hold their baby amazing. Well, <laughs> I, had, I had a I had a babysitting hustle um, you know, I mowed, I mowed lawns, I built fences. Um, I did construction. I worked in retail. I, it was just, I had just a, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I think what, um, what I think about my now, now it's more about, you know, giving back and, and advising and, and doing more not for profit. But, um, I was, I was scrappy. I had, I, I didn't, I, no one paid for me to go to school. Um, I had to put myself through college, so I would do anything to figure out how to how to pull dollars together. And there was sort of like no job was beneath me um, in order to, um, you know, do what I had to do. Because I had my going back to my setting the goal, like I had my eye on the prize. Like I was going to go to college. I was going to go to New York City. Nobody was going to stop me. Yeah. So it was all the all the things I strung together um, in order to, to make that happen. That's amazing. Um, is there any last words, message, anything you want to promote um, as we close this out? Uh, no, nothing to promote. I'm just, it's just so nice to see you um, and, and reconnect with you. Um, yeah. I love, I love what you're doing. And, and I do, I do hope people reach out because I, I would love to love to connect and, and help and help others. Thank you for being part of it because like, you affect so many, not just just in your work, the work that you do, but your words are going to impact people. They're going to read it. They're going to listen to it. And and even if you move one person into change, that person's going to reflect and, and, and change other people. And, you know, we've left this world better than we found it. So that's why we're doing this.